For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Back in Monday edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams along with Bree Mace. This Bree, how are you? Doing fantastic. How are you? I feel like uh, we just did uh, the same thing together uh, moments been ago. Talking all day. We're like best friends. <laughs> She's my best friend. What's your favorite dinosaur? Um, whatever yours is, Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. Stegosaurus. Close enough. Ugh. Okay, anyways, um, it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast, uh, brought to you by Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Go check it out. Uh, go navigate it. Go deposit $300. If you do, you'll get $300 in free play back. Um, I'm a big fan of their podcast. Of their, their podcast. I'm a big fan of our podcast. They're a big fan of our podcast. There we Who go. isn't? But uh, the Maverick Sports app is easy to navigate, easy to use. I'm putting my parlays together, and I'm hitting them. I deposit my money, in and I cash out, and I get my money, and I'm very happy. I feel like a winner on the Maverick Sports app. There's other places I don't. I feel like a donator. You know? Yeah. I'm like, what am I doing here with my life? And then I go to the Maverick Sports app. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm winning money and living luxuriously. Do you even know who my father is? You know, <laughs> I drop that every now and then. You know, that's what rich guys say, right? I'm not right. sure. But, um, Brie, how are you? How's life treating you? You know, it's doing really well. I am much better than I was Friday after wow, that game. Wow, I saw you on Friday. You were in a dark place. I was in a bad spot, man. We're back. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're back. Like Vance would say, baby. Um, <laughs> Had a good week, uh, weekend of yeah, good weekend. Uh, practice. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's what you kind of said. I rehearsed the, you know, was on the microphone all weekend long, just getting ready for next week. I don't know what, you know, um, <laughs> what, who, if I did that, <laughs> yeah. I think you'd have to call the authorities. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like she's talking to herself again. <laughs> to my cat. She's <laughs> kitty. What do you think? Uh, no, what's Throw your cat's it over name? To my field correspondent, Lucifer. Lucipus? <laughs> Lucifer. Oh, sorry. I just call her Lucy. <laughs> Lucy the cat. Lucy the cat. Okay. Yeah, Lucifer. You're a cat lady. I am. A crazy cat lady. Well, we're learning more about each other. <laughs> it made you substantially <laughs> more uncomfortable than you were five minutes ago. No. Um, That's fair. I like cats, actually. Yeah, they're great. Well, it's like a dog is just like, wants to come up to you and be like, so oh, much man, energy. I love you. Let's just play. Yeah, I love you so much. And the cat's like, who's kitty? Yeah, you know, like you're working, <laughs> you're working for the cat. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? The yeah. cat's like, eh. I might come rub <laughs> up against your leg. Maybe if you feel me. But also, yeah. Um, you know. That's how I operate, so. <laughs> <laughs> you rub, you're, you're the same way. I'm like, why are you rubbing against my leg? You're like, I might want to do the podcast with you. I'm like, okay, here's some treats. Yep. yep. And now I got you in here. So we're here. Um, and, okay. It was nice to not have to stress out about the Broncos over the week. I got to say that. <laughs> um, we will, again, it's like the state of the team. Mm-hmm. Where are we at? People are looking for like answers and solutions. And while we say on the radio show, we're solutions oriented. Okay. That's what we're about. I also admitted I've been lying. 
can't quite figure this one out. And I'm just like, you know, I've been trying to stay out of like a dark place and not like tear this team down and let you inside of my mind and let you know about like the deep, deep, dark and, you know, ominous thoughts that I'm having. And I'm trying to stay positive. For one, I feel a lot of the same way that Broncos country is feeling. And there's different layers of Broncos country. People call themselves Broncos country, but they just kind of dog the team all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been a Broncos fan since this. And, you know, well, all you do is shit on them. Are you? Really? And then there's Broncos fans that are like, oh, I'm going to, whether they're th- 13 and 3 or 13 and, or 3 and 13, this is Broncos country. I'm going to stick it for my team. You know, those guys doing the little tailgate uh, when it's freezing, all that kind of stuff. There's that, you know, there's those kind of fans. And then everyone else is kind of maybe somewhere in the middle. And I'm just not quite sure the way I'm feeling about <laughs> The entire situation. But you kind of helped give me a little clarity. Very nice. I'm yes. glad I could help. Well, you said some things that I thought were interesting. You said you kind of still felt and thought that Russ is or could be a top 10 quarterback. And I had to kind of sit back and think like, well, who would I replace Russ with? Of course, Josh Allen, Patrick, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Of course, right now, um, Aaron Rodgers, who hasn't been great. He hasn't lit it up. He hasn't been great. They're winning games, and they lost a big game to the Giants. But, you know, and then there's the Burrows and, like, the up-and-coming Herberts. But then, you know, you find yourself running into Russell Wilson again. And I, yeah, because you I, again. <laughs> oh, it's you again. But you know, I don't. I wouldn't want Derek Carr. I wouldn't take Derek Carr over Russ. Absolutely not. I would not take Kirk Cousins, no matter what. And there's going to be people who are like, oh yeah, look at his numbers. Look what they're scoring compared to this. I just wouldn't still because I'm not going to live my life off of five games. I'm going to live my life off of a body of work and what I know or think makes the most sense. And I'm not going to try to be, you know dramatic and i'm not gonna panic <laughs> i already flipped over okay. the tables before <laughs> yeah, i got in here i'm so. like you know you should she was she was like a slash we came in here it was like a uh a rock group at the end of the tour like their hotel room was all smashed <laughs> kind of be like alice cooper over. yeah it was like that people. it was like that so no um again we're emotional we care about this team i always say that i'm a i i'm a a dude who is from Denver, Colorado, who has kind of been fortunate enough to cover my own team here. Mm-hmm. I'm not from, I didn't go to Syracuse, like D-Mac and Mike Evans. I didn't, I'm not from Chicago, like all like Tent Kreckman and all these. There's a lot of guys in town who, you know, Gil and Eric Goodman, guys from here. There's, I've been lucky enough, you know, to be able to kind of work in the own, you know, and cover the teams in my own town. So it's different. It's different for me. And I think it's different for you a little bit too, the way you love this team. Yeah. The way you feel about this born team. out of obviously being from Denver, Colorado, and then you you fall in love with the team and you don't necessarily get a choice in that a whole lot. You you choose your team very young. And sure you have favorite players from different teams. And then you you just constantly come back to this. The Broncos are my team. I, I'm a fan first and foremost. It helps a little bit with the analysis, but when you start getting into the analytics of everything, you start going, Oh man, this is really not what I expected. Yeah. But I'm still here. My my heart, because I'm a journalist uh, professionally, I get the NFL. Um, just that I'm a winner. I don't know if you've heard of the uh, Associated Press, who I reported for for a long time. They're only the world's largest and old, oldest news organization. <laughs> but, yeah, but um, I was born in 1982. I'm 40 this year. Ugh. That's all the comment was. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for someone Just to pick made, it. My, my point is, <laughs> yeah. So the year that I was born, the next year, you know, the, that year they're, they're trading for John Elway. 
and Elway struggles. Remember, he was lining up next to the, under the guard instead of the center. And then, like, you know, uh, after that first year, after that first year of Elway's kind of struggles, all the Broncos are doing is winning 12 or 13 games, going to Super Bowls, and are winners. And, yeah, the 80s were there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And even in kind of through the early nineties, as it looks like, well, they can't go to Super Bowls anymore. John's too old. Uh, Mike Shanahan takes over and you know, the culmination is winning, you know, um, Super Bowl 32 and Super Bowl 33. It's like, it was, and then, you know, it's it, all I've, that's, I was in high school when that happened. Okay. And I remember people for one, the Broncos won that first Super Bowl. We're at a house party. And just like, like, you know, like in the daytime, it's like in the Super Bowls in the day, right? I remember, like, people coming outside of their houses onto their porch and, like, looking at their neighbors, like, <laughs> they did happen? it. Yeah. They really, like, we did it. This really happened because there's so many generations of Broncos fans from, you know, back in Floyd Little in the early 60s when the Broncos were shit to the Orange Crush late 70s when they really kind of became a winner and legitimized the whole brand. Mm -hmm. The Broncos in our lifetimes, Bree, have always been winners at like at a very, very high level. Um, you know, the next level with Peyton and all that kind of grandeur and greatness. And we know up until Pat Bowen's death, they didn't lose back-to-back, -back, didn't have back-to-back -back losing seasons for 30-plus years. So in these last six or seven years have been unlike anything we've ever, as Broncos fans in our lives, have ever experienced. Sure. The low, the real, like, a lull and low point that it's kind of, you know, become. So our standards are different. And maybe someone younger might, you know, be thinking, well, these Broncos have, you know, sucked eggs here, and, you know, who and what are they? And, you know, it's... You it's, can see it in the younger generation. Yeah, I think so. Anyone who's, like, a lot of guys. Like, we got a lot of guys here who are, like, 30 years old and kind of younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. And And that's okay. That's cool. But it's just, this is unfamiliar territory for Broncos, some of Broncos' country. I fear I know where you're going with this, and I just need to throw something out okay. that's been plaguing me all week, yeah. is that a lot of the emphasis has been on, well, did you see what Peyton Manning did his first year as a rookie, right? Yeah. Or uh, his first year as a Bronco. Or John Elway in his rookie year. Uh, Russell Wilson is 10 years into the league. Yeah. And Broncos country expecting Peyton Manning out of Russell Wilson is never going to happen. Your expectations were too high. Yes. That was like thinking you were going to get that brand new bicycle for Christmas. No doubt. And you got the rocking horse. So... I, I, I need to be a little bit harsh here because I think that the more people try to emphasize that, especially on Twitter, I see that in my mentions way too often, is Russell Wilson is not Peyton Manning. That is not what you should have been expecting. And he can't, if he's going to try to play like that, you're going to continue to see this well, offense kind of. You just kind of hit it on the head there. Um, you know, I, thank you because I didn't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> now, the, the, the truth is, we Peyton Manning did and, and, even um, Tom Brady and even Matt Stafford, the quarterback who leaves the team and goes to another team and it has overnight success. All three of those guys kind of won quarterbacks. And again, now when three guys do it, it seems like now that's a recipe to go do it when no one had ever done it before Peyton Manning. Mm -hmm. um, the great Joe Montana took the Chiefs to the AFC Championship game in like his twilight. And, uh, you know, there might have been a couple other, you know, quarterbacks who um, had – some success somewhere, went somewhere else, had some success, but not winning Super Bowls with two different franchises. That's what made Peyton special. And that's what made Tom Brady, that solidified him as the greatest of all time. And that's what made Matt Stafford, after doing it last year, a Hall of Famer, a bona fide Hall of Famer. Matt Stafford went from a stat stuffer to going into the Hall of Fame. The big differences with those teams were one, two, three things, because there's three different guys. One, Tom Brady's just the greatest player of all time and kind of a witch. 
Um, yeah, you know, for real, like uh, soul to soul to the devil or whatever. Like I always say, whatever supermodels do, like to Fountain of Youth, you know, sound, you know like whatever it is. Avoid carbs. Yeah, whatever Giselle and supermodels do, they've done that for Tom, and it's helped extend his career. And that's why Tom looks so good, and he's you know, and he looks like a thirty-five, and he's forty-five kind of stuff. Peyton is the most cerebral, the the smartest quarterback that's ever lived Mm -hmm. you know like the human computer who was could do more on fumes in terms of what he had left to give as a player than most guys could ever do with a big strapping body it's like what you're hoping to do it's like the people you idolize and you're trying to always meet that mark and then you don't because you're never going to be that person matt stafford goes to a team that is ripe They are like, man, the Jalen Ramseys and the Aaron Donalds and the Cooper Cups, the, the the offense and their defensive line, tight end game strong. Special teams never have to worry about it. Matt Stafford um, was also hungry, desperate for it. Goes in there and is chasing the that you know that elusive ring, and it was a match made in heaven. So that team, that Rams team from last year was so much further along where this Broncos team was. And like part of what you said, I'm not trying to be a downer here. The Broncos, we're realizing, and I'm realizing, that they just weren't as talented as we thought they were going to be and were. And that goes from Javante to Jerry Judy to the tight ends to this offensive line that kind of stinks to the offensive play calling as a whole the construction of the offense what the offense has been working on that maybe they're not capable of doing they're not working hard enough at it they're not good at it and they're still working hard to try to uh, be good at something that they can't be good at I'm not there's a million different layers and ways to look at this and in the end Russ while I said I called him a top 15 top 20 quarterback of all time in the history of the league I believe that. That's true. And we can, you know, people are like, oh, you know, sometimes you have to play that game. Like, okay, you want to do it? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go down the list. You have, you know, your top 10 guys. Then you go to, like, the Jim Kellys and the Dan Marinos and the Big Bens and the Elis. That's, like, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. And, then, you know, then you go to, like, the Fran Tarkingtons, who <laughs> went to four Super Bowls with the Vikings but didn't win one. You know, Russ is probably in front of Fran Tarkington. You know, probably you can't put him in. You can't, I don't, you know, probably behind, right with Eli and Big Ben somewhere, top 10, 12, 13, 14, 15. If Russ was to come to Denver and win another Super Bowl, he, I mean, just, he passes all of those guys on the list. He passes, um, man, the the Jim Kellys and the Marinos. He jumps the, maybe even the Aaron Rodgers of the world, okay? Yeah. He has so much at stake, so much legacy at stake that I thought would drive Russ. Well. And and I think it has, but it's just Russ isn't one of the Paytons or one of the Toms or not going onto a team like Matt Stafford was that had previously been to a Super Bowl that was just ready to win. I feel like it's the perfect storm of what ifs 
of like what could be uh, if you're saying are scary. they really are and you're looking at like all the distractions and I think that's why Broncos country and national media pundits are kind of glomming on to this like is he too busy brand building and is it too much of a distraction and is Russell Wilson a, a superstar and not an NFL quarterback and like that's what frustrates me the most is because we knew this was going to become a problem if they weren't winning games if he was winning nobody would care nobody would give a shit no exactly also because Again, like you, if they win that game, we haven't talked in a week. If they win that game on Thursday night, well then, man, but they found a way to win. But they did it. But they find a way. When you lose a game like that, they're just a shit team. You're That's tied at nine feels. going into overtime? <laughs> well, again, if the, the game itself, here's what happened during the game itself. We'll just like a little quick one because I don't want to talk about it because it's making me sit, feel sick. <laughs> they're up nine to six, and they throw the ball into the end zone in a game – um, where you're up nine to six, you're supposed to run the ball there, and if you have to kick a field goal, well, then you're up uh, twelve to six, and you're forcing the Colts to go down the field and score a touchdown, which they hadn't been able to do the, the whole game. But here's what happened, even further, and I know you believe in the uh, like I do in the uh, black magic and the mystic arts. <laughs> that okay? Malcolm Butler wasn't out there. Well, no. What happened was they went for style points trying to throw that touchdown. For one, they knew if they won a game like that, that wouldn't be good enough for Broncos country. Russ knew it. Coach Hackett knew it. And instead of just winning the fucking game, they went and threw that ball into a former defensive player of the year's hands, not just against the corner who was covering a guy, yeah. a former you know DPOY. Um, at that point, the football gods turned on you. <laughs> yeah. I'm being serious. It was karmatic I, listen, I fucking believe that. I believe it in my heart. And if you believe it in your heart, how can you be wrong? So, I, I mean, I believe that. They, they, the football gods then at that point uh, took it away from them because Matt Ryan, while he's not good enough to really win games anymore, he's definitely good enough to take you down the field 40 or 50 yards and set you up for a game-tying field goal, and he did that. So at that point, it's tied. You're going to overtime. Overtime's a flip of the coin. And, um, again, the, you'll look at it like the final play – well, fourth and one, uh, Cortland comes across the middle of the field and Russ throws that ball in there, not looking anywhere else other than at Cortland. Mm -hmm. And the rest is history. But they lost that game before that. And then even at that point, you run the ball for a yard. Mm -hmm. You run the ball for one yard. Yeah. And it's first and goal from the five. You have four plays to try to punch it in. So run the fucking ball. And, or Russ, you know, quarterback sneak for a yard, whatever it's going to take. Take matters into your own hands with your own legs and get the yard. It was, do you think it was the shoulder? He was worried no, about his shoulder? No, I don't think. I think maybe the, his shoulder needs an injection. It, it ain't right. But he was throwing dime. Like, you know, it, it wasn't all so accurate. And, again, they didn't score any touchdowns. But he had a couple throws that were, like, he threw them hard. And he threw them accurate. And even that last throw to Cortland was in Cortland's hands. But it was, I mean, like, boom. It was coming right towards Cortland's hands. But Stephon Gilmore got his hand in there. It was the play call. It wasn't the, it was like, it was the vision of Russ, not the physical ability. It's such the crux of Russ. It was the decision. Though, right? It was the decision. You, you like, but you're like you're emphasizing it so much now that with Russell Wilson, you're gonna get those bigs, but then you're gonna get those lows too. Well, the, I thought we'd have more highs, and the lows would be just consistent play. And there's well, again, there's been no consistency. Well, the there, there's the, they've there's been a stabilization of the the Broncos don't get blown out every other weekend now. You know, the Broncos of the past six years, well, every other weekend, Thank God one the game they hang around in and lose, find a way to lose, and the next weekend they get dismantled and they lose by 20 points or 30 points. They're not doing that anymore. So Russell is good enough to 
Um, but that's on the defense. Well, it's a close to both. Uh, it is. They're only scoring no, like no, 14 no. points. You're right. You're right. But it's like a big picture what a professional that, quarterback yeah, yeah, yeah. does for a team. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like where you're just not getting your ass waxed every weekend. So yeah. um, there's something to that. There's just not finding a way to now win these close games. And like the you know, they're just looking like shit. The offense is at a real low point how do they find their way out of it well i'm not sure i don't have the answer for that it might be just re- letting russ loose a little bit um play call duties handing him over um i mean like more you know, sacrifices well, i <laughs> um i i i'm whatever i'll come down to try anything yeah i bind you Find me some souls and I'll take care of it. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I am down. I'm down and out on this offense right now. And that, I am that too. sucks. And so, but, oh, oh. You, you said something interesting, though. You started at a lower place yeah. than I did. Yes. And we're now we're like in the middle here, um, feeling like, what do we do? Uh, but I'm feeling worse than you are because you your expectations for what it was going to be and maybe when it was going to be good were lower. And that's okay. I mean, I'm hurting. Y'all made me drink the Kool-Aid, though. Well, I think it was the right thing to do, even looking <laughs> back. So it's like right now, the, I, the, the question would be, if you can go back in time right now, would you, knowing what we know through five games, would you still make the trade or oh not? God. This feels like a setup. It is. <laughs> I'm still not in a good frame of mind, so whatever I say, Broncos country, don't hold it against me and don't clip it and put it on the internet. But no. You wouldn't. No. Not with what I'm seeing right now. <sighs> Man. But I have to see the rest of the season. I told you on Smile High Morning that I needed to see the rest of the season before I make a a, a harsh interjection. Yeah. But as an emotional fan, and that's what we're doing here on the Broncos Blitz podcast, yeah. I can't talk today, Um, is no. I don't think I would. It's scary. I want out. Oh. <laughs> I went off the ride. Wow. I love this defense, though. Uh, well, here's the only problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once you're in, yeah. there's no getting out. <laughs> oh, God. You belong to me now. No, that's <laughs> like what we say on the radio show. It's like everybody's welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we, we're a team here. Yeah. You know, we're, a, we're like a non-viol- n- nonviolent gang. Everybody love everybody. But once you're in, you're mine. You belong to me. That's a um, cult, and, Danny. Oh, sorry. Um, but also, <laughs> again, there's a process. There's a hazing process, and then we're going to jump you in. We're going to come to your house in the middle of the night one night when you're sleeping, put you in a bag, throw you in the back of a van, <laughs> take, take you somewhere. We're going to beat you, but then it's for your own good. You, you know, you're in at that point, and then it's like uh, I'm like a mafia leader. You basically I, just spelled out how I got into I, media. <laughs> I will do anything for you, okay? <laughs> but one day I'll come to you for a favor. You know what I mean? And you have to, like, deliver on that favor. If not, I have to, like, bust your kneecaps. <laughs> Or cut, like, part of your pinky finger off or something. I don't know. That's just, just the way it works. <laughs> just a tip. Yeah, well, I still need you to work for that money. I still need that money. But yeah. you're without this pinky now. You can't cut my tongue out. I got to so, lose yeah, That's right. I need you for Monday's podcast. <laughs> I can't cut your tongue out. Uh, no, so it's like, man, I don't know. It's um, I'm going to admit. I'm not sure how I'm feeling about the team, and I'm not. I don't have any. I got an answer for everything. I always got something to say. I got a big mouth, you know. <laughs> but um, right now, I'm feeling like the Broncos need to find a way to have a uh, a great week of practice. Take these extra days um, off, a little bit of reflection. Come back with nothing to lose, hoping that what's like a mini buy will give our guys a little bit of extra um, time to get their heads right, as well as their bodies, and some more primetime football. 
I mean, you can't take that away. And maybe later in the season, you could start taking the Broncos. Be careful what you wish for. I know, I know. <laughs> I want to see them on more night games. Never mind. I changed my mind. Well, I think the Raiders get pounded tonight by the Chiefs. It might not matter, you know. Um, but also, like, uh, what, 21 to 15, Buccaneers over... Um, who did they beat yesterday? Um, Buccaneers found a way yeah, to Falcons. survive the Falcons. Yeah. Um, it's only really Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Tua before he got his head, you know, smashed into the ground twice, who are li- like lighting the league up. Oh, the league is in turmoil. No, no one else is. No. And I, not Burrow, not Herbert, because that's the next echelon of the greatest, what's supposed to be the next greats, and not Rodgers. And not Tom Brady and not Russell Wilson. We know that, right? So it's only like two freak shows right now. The defense is ahead of literally everybody else. So it's not just the Broncos and it's not just Russ. They may be further behind because that those other groups of offenses have been together longer and have some more polish on them. And what we thought would be overnight success just hasn't happened overnight. It's going to take maybe over a season. Danny, I am so that kind of person who sees the best in people and I want to be optimistic. So what I'm going to do is do what I do with everybody else and everything else in my life and say, you know what? I will give it time and I will hold out hope that it gets better. Okay. Because what else am I going to do? Well, again, be miserable. No, there's two ways to do it. We're teammates, right? Yeah. You could like Draymond punch me in the face and knock me out cold, but you're going a different route and I could appreciate that. I'm going to remain positive for one I don't think we have any other option and alternative. Mm-hmm. And while I, we kind of said at the beginning of the podcast, this feels like a like it could be worse, but I also feel like they they can't be worse, and this is a rock bottom for this group. So really, honestly, they go score 24, 27 points in a win. Yes. 27 points seems like a million points right now to what they've been doing. But if they can do that, then the perception will slightly change. And it'll also show us we know it's possible, right? you know, which then like maybe the floodgates open a little bit. Uh, maybe some confidence comes along with that because, you know, man, when you're coaching so you're coaching something so hard and like you're not getting any um, production out of it and you're not like you're not getting what the work you put in out of it. I think that's demoralizing. And I think it's it's, it's a scary kind of because then you start to guys maybe start to worry about my guy, we'll get mine. I got my uh, my contracts up. I yeah. got to get these numbers. Mm-hmm. And it starts to take away from the team a little bit. So the, no one's buried yet. Two and three, it was it, it, in the current, you know, state of what the AFC is and the NFC and just, you know, the league. They're not buried yet. They're actually in okay position if you can find a way to bounce back and win a couple games. Now the goal is to get to over 500 ball, play 500 ball, and then we'll see kind of where they go from there. And we said something, too, last week, and then we'll maybe – Go home, or you know, let you go do your, um, your your radio show and all the things that you you know let you have the, your life back. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, now there's real pressure on the Broncos when yeah. like the first time there's been there's pressure every single week, but the pressures before was like you know the like the Seahawks had had it out for Russ and the Broncos like they wanted it more than we wanted it, and that was the difference in that game. Um, the Raiders are so f- desperate for a win desperate like that game was there everything they had to have it um the broncos now at two and three with 11 other teams or 10 other teams yes are gonna feel the sense of desperation that they haven't had to fill at any point in this season yet 
and we'll see now what they're made of. Yes. I mean. This is a big week for them. It is a big week. We'll see what they're made of. It's not even about can't lose and must win. It's like this is the turning point or we chunked it into chunks, right? We already yeah, did that. it is. That's how we look at it. That's where John Fox taught me. It's, it's the second chunk of time. It is. And they know that it needs to get better. And Russell yes. Wilson with a little bit of a shoulder thing is probably going to make it a little bit slower. But we knew this season was going to start off slow. I don't know why we're... Well, you did. Well, the rest of us were thinking we we're going to go into the Super Bowl. And <laughs> a lot one. of people were like, Super Bowl. And I was like, this isn't Disney, but I'll, I'll be there for the you. The rest of us were like, yeah, he's probably better than Mahomes and Allen, actually. <laughs> if I think about it. Go Broncos, you know. So, yeah. um, man, that's just not the reality of it. And it wasn't going to happen overnight as much as we might have wanted it to and expected it to be. And it's going to be a process. We just got to kind of hang tight in there. Uh, if we can find a way to beat the ailing Chargers, mm -hmm. I think uh, Dobbers will be back up. Mm -hmm. You know, dauber down right now. <laughs> dauber down. Dauber down. And that's another, it. Another bingo almost. <laughs> that's <reference>. right. <laughs> no, Dang. no. No more. No, I can't do Dang. it. Can you say uh, let's ride without being... Um, yeah, you could just do it sad. He Russ did, did it at this pro, uh, press conference on, on Thursday night when he left the podium going, Broncos country, let's ride. I hate it. <laughs> uh, I feel like I need to be on the injury report. Uh, we are um, emotionally. Everyone is. Do you know how point. to fix that? Uh, Liquor, Total Beverage, <laughs> two monster superstore locations. Go check those guys out, TotalBev.com. Uh, whether you just need to grab a six-pack on your way home, whether you're entertaining some people who need a uh, couple bottles of wine for some gifts, um, whatever you dabble in, they have it, and they have it priced the best. Um, go shop around, and you'll see for yourself why they are the best. A partner in our podcast, Total Beverage. We um, we really like those guys a lot. Um, they're my store of choice. Everyone's got to hit like that little corner store every now and then for uh, a tall white claw. Um, <laughs> but when you're spending like real money on on alcohol, then you'll see how much money you're going to save. Well, you know, you go spend a hundred bucks, you're going to get you an extra 12 pack just because the money you're saving as compared to some of these other spots. So totalbev.com. We love those guys. Maverick sports, the Maverick sports app. Those guys are great. Go check those guys out. Um, I say shop your services. We're not afraid at Maverick sports to have you go look around and see what the competition does. But once you get to the Maverick sports app, you'll see how easy it is to navigate. If you're a line shopper, you'll see, I mean, it's like that juice, that minus 10 compared to the minus 20 um, is 10 and $20 and it adds up. And if you're putting parlays together, well then the beefs up your parlay. So, you know, lots of guys, I'm not, I just like, I spend my money recklessly, mm -hmm. but if I was smarter, um, like I'm trying to become, yeah, if you're capping, I'm a lot. Yes. If you just, if you're a line shopper, then there's no pay, better place to do it. You'll see the value at, uh, Maverick sports. Bree, one more time. Um, all your information, including last four digits of your social <laughs> and my address and, um, your address. I'm going to get kidnapped <laughs> because of you. You can find me on Twitter. Bree Mace is 303, uh, with, uh, Danny Williams here on the Broncos blitz podcast every Monday. Also on Mondays, you can find me on the fan cave. One to 2 p.m. on Mile High Sports Radio, and then every weekday with Joey Richards and Zach Seegers for the Let's Talk Broncos pad podcast. That's on YouTube, Twitter, uh, just anywhere you get your uh, streaming services from Mile High Sports. Does Joey ever go, whoa? <laughs> no, but I think I should. So they're so, they're so young, they wouldn't even understand. <laughs> oh, come on. I know. <laughs> He'd be like, what? 
Yeah, it's what's frustrating. A, what's a blossom? They're like 22 and 24 years old. So every Ugh. time I make a reference, they're like, what? No. Might as well be fetuses. It's like talking to children, <laughs> except they're smarter than me. So it's terrifying. They're like, do you have any blues clues references? And we're <laughs> like, no, we don't. You got any, all we got to say by the bell. <laughs> I don't know? know what to do for you. Well, I'd have been on, you know, in jail or on crack if it wasn't for say by the bell because they taught me a lot of life lessons. Yeah, yeah. Lots or of like if lessons. I'm like, you know, which Power Ranger are you? And they're like, what? And I'm yeah. like, oh, get out of my sight. You're like, even the White Ranger? <laughs> that was mine. That was mine. Oh, because he was handsome? So handsome. Pink Ranger, giggity. All right. Uh, <laughs> could you wear your Pink Ranger uniform tonight, babe? Uh, <laughs> okay, so that's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Uh, it was fun. I don't know. Like, usually we have like a few topics and then we like come to some kind of conclusion or answer and we leave here satisfied. I don't feel satisfied. No. But I, we did have fun. Yeah. Okay. And um, maybe by next week, after a nice little Chargers win, we'll come back and be feeling better about ourselves. There's literally and our life. every and maybe, again, I've ever been in. <laughs> also, like, again, we'll see what three and three might mean, like, in the standings for the Broncos if they could find a win. Two and four, well, man, I tell you, two and four would start to feel like we're like, he's bleeding out. <laughs> you know, beep, beep. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know how I would feel. Do you ha- sign a DNR? At that point? Oh, for sure. At so that like at that point I'm like um, a buying a Josh Allen jersey and like smashing people through tables and trying to act like I've been with that squad forever. I just take off my Wilson jersey and it's Tom Brady underneath. Whoa. <laughs> uh that'd be kinda cool. The big reveal. Yeah. Well, everyone, yeah. <laughs> well, since you're a a recovering Drew Locke fan. Oh goodness. I don't know if I've recovered. Some days I like, <laughs> miss him. I'm like, oh, I wonder what he's up to. <laughs> Um, we traded for the wrong quarterback? No, he's no. He's probably playing f- Roblox or something. I'm sure he's having a great time. Okay. I wish him well. Bree, thanks. Appreciate you. Um, that's been the Broncos blo- uh, Blitz podcast. See, I can't. You've, it's so hard to say. Uh, it's been the Bills Blitz podcast. Um, <laughs> the Buccaneers. <laughs> the Bucks Blitz? Yeah. Ooh, not bad. Yeah. No, I can't quit. I, we can't quit you, Broncos. Because um, I think by the end of the season, we're going to have a chance to make this right. And wouldn't that be the best story uh, for the Broncos to find their way to 10 wins? This defense, uh, on the you know, riding a defense like this, an offense that maybe could do enough to win games. And again, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl as just a 10-win team that were no better than the 10-win Raiders going into the playoffs. This I'm serious. Bengals country tonight. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. No one, <laughs> I don't. Uh, don't hate it. No, I kind of like the Bengals a little bit because they're <laughs> lovable losers. But um, <laughs> for now, it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. That's been the end of the show. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night.